Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Bulls Nation? Welcome to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. <laughs> Presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. Bulls underscore Peck on Twitter. That's Big Dave. Bow, BNWL Sports. Will, the thrill, the goat, Gottlieb, and won't Gottlieb. Hanging out with our pal and our producer, Joey, in Studio B today, gentlemen. I feel like it's been forever. Will, are you weirded out that we're in Studio B? I'm so jealous. I love Studio B. <laughs> I forgot he really does love it. This is like I really do, but the I've never movie. done a live show in Studio B. You're right. You haven't. You haven't. Well, if maybe you weren't in Brazil all the damn time, you would get to experience the I'll beauty of Studio B shows. <laughs> now, I, I teed you up for that one. You did. You did. Well, can I ask you? I I know you've been in Brazil all this time, and I'm mad I haven't asked you this yet. But what are you eating in Brazil? Like, what's the go-to out there when you're in Brazil that you just love? Like, you're Good enjoying this, this food. One thing that I learned about Brazil is that every day, most restaurants just have a lunch buffet. There's not, oh. like, a meal that you have. So, you know, you can get some salad. You can get some – they have, like, uh, rice and beans usually, some chicken, some sort of darker meat. Um and then depending on what region you're in, so like in the north where it's much warmer, they have this dish called moqueca, which is like a fish stew and it's super heavy fish and they eat that awesome. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of different types of food depending on where uh, where in the country you are. But a lot of lunch buffets and then also just like getting groceries and cooking my, my vegetables. How many, how, many, uh, right. <laughs> how many times have you gone to a churrascaria? Um, I have not gone to one, but we've oh done them God. with with friends like homemade homemade chascos if if i were in brazil i would be going to a brazilian steakhouse every day for dinner that sounds yeah, my, right. my arteries would explode if i see that's the trick you got to start with exploded arteries you know what matt calls that uh, he, calls, okay. he calls that being a quitter <laughs> you're damn right it's like when you're at like the americanized versions of that the you know the steakhouses that come around they just they just have waiters carrying around different yeah. car- cuts of meat on the swords whole, that they carve on your yes, plate yes I know and, you, and each person on their table has a little coaster mm-hmm. that you can flip side to side and if it's green side up it means just pour yep. all the meat on my plate yep. and then the red side means don't yep. please stop pouring meat on my plate anyone who turns the matt, red side up is a goddamn coward <laughs> matt is the liver king in the north <laughs> I've made this comparison before. Apparently, Liver yes. King is a fraud. 
But I agree. The paleo type lifestyle. He's like he's a carnivore. He's like a caveman human. Oh man. He's only eating things that were put on this earth for us to eat. Meat. Mostly just meat, yeah. a couple yeah. other things. And then, do do and you guys beer, follow me on Insta? Beer. Yes. Because this past weekend, you would have seen a ridiculously humongous and delicious cut of meat that I had up at uh, the lake last I weekend. I did see that. I was impressed. So, who, 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 who who smoked that? Uh, my, my buddy Connor. Shout out to him. Shout out, Connor. Um, yeah, we put it in the you smoker for like a solid six or seven hours. Yes. It was a bone-in <laughs> standing yes. roast that was like this fucking big. And we just destroyed it. It was great. By we, you mean? Well, we had some help. Okay. Me, uh, Connor, another buddy, and my parents. Oh, okay. Most of, okay. Right. See, I have to check with Matt. You know what I'm saying? Because like, <laughs> when he says we, I'm like, because eh. <laughs> that could mean seventy percent him and thirty percent, you know, everybody Sometimes. else. So just checking. When what I was when I was in my teens and twenties, I could it. do that. Wait, say it again, Will. What makes you think that is not how it went down? Thirty percent <laughs> everyone else. Touche, sir. <laughs> Excellent point. We we should just come out and pay you a visit in Brazil while you're out there yeah, spending time with you know with your better half, Will, and then we will all go to a churrascaria together. How about that? Please, we. Yeah. I think we should make that happen. They got cool. shrimp. Oh yeah. No, I know, I know they do. I'm just saying that for him. Brandon's here today. Maybe we can convince him that it's a work trip of some kind. <laughs> yes. Get him to buy our flights for us. Yeah, there's swords of meat. <laughs> no, there's just a really uh, fl- we're we're scouting Felicio's younger brother down there. We got to go take a look. Felicio's here. He's never leaving. <laughs> Tell him to go home, Will. That's that's exactly what the Bulls need is the next Felicio. <laughs> <laughs> he can't wear number six though. Can't have it. Can't have it. Oh uh, my god. Crusoe's- Crusoe's the last bull to ever wear number six. Right. I was I was wondering about that. I wonder, do you think uh do you guys think he'll keep it or or switch to a different number? Because they just tweeted after the initial announcement that they're retiring Bill Russell six yeah. league wide that yeah. players who are currently wearing it or wore it last season are grandfathered in and continue wearing it if they want to. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know what it means to him. So I think that's something that plays into it, but if it means that much to him, I think he'll keep it. But right. he seems like the kind of guy that would give it up, right? Yeah, I think that's a good take. You just don't know. Like, some guys are really attached to their number. And yeah. You just, you just don't know. I yeah. Like, for some reason, I see Caruso as a dude who could rock the double zeros. You know? Ooh, Which, like, you okay. just don't really see all that often in the NBA anymore. But maybe it's just his bald head. But I'm like, yeah, he could totally rock double zeros. <laughs> he's he's always doing this, so yeah, that could right exactly. Be. He's mm-hmm. doing this. Well, I mean, this. Well, he I know he's wearing because he couldn't wear four because he wore four with the Lakers. He can't wear it here because of the great Jerry Sloan and that number's retired. So if he gives up six, I'm, I'm I don't know where he goes. Well, know and he can't go college. from four to six to eight because eight is Zach. <laughs> that's true. I don't know where he goes. And he man. can't double six to 12 because that's Io, right? Is Io wearing 12 or is he? He's yeah. 12. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He And he wore 21. Maybe he can go back to 21 because he wore that in college. And then, you know, Will will love him even more because he'll have the number no, two. They're, they're, they're retiring uh, Jimmy. I'm, 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 <laughs> well, Dave, I'm surprised you would be okay with that knowing that you want them to retire 21 for uh-huh. Matt Thomas. No, no, I don't want them to retire with Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas will want that number to live on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And everybody mm-hmm. who puts it on to bask in the greatness mm. that was in that jersey for that last year. So, no, it would be the right thing for him to do to continue the lineage of the greatest 21 of all time in Matty Legend. Did Matt end up on a – he is 
currently unsigned. Just curious. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> Why are you messing with that? What I, I, just, I was curious. Man catching strays. He didn't do nothing, bro. He out here practicing, being the best practice player in the world. That's all he doing. Don't throw those shots in my guy, man. Hey. Maddie Legend, baby. He will return. <laughs> Shout out. All right, guys. So we're uh, moving on with our Eastern Conference offseason evals today. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, they made uh, a couple of uh, trades, the DeJounte Murray trade being the big swing mm -hmm. that they made. We'll talk about that and who they drafted. But before that, and speaking of off-seasons, we wanted to quickly touch on uh, the latest from David Aldridge, one of my favorite people who yes. covers the NBA and has done so for a very long time. With The Athletic these days, he ranked uh, the best off-seasons of all of the NBA's 30 teams, uh, and he he re released it in three parts. Uh, so the first thir the first 10, the middle 10, and, uh, and the Bulls are in the middle 10, actually in the exact middle of his rankings at 15. Mm -hmm. um, Joey, do we have that graphic that we could take a look at? A little screenshot for those of you who might not uh, subscribe to The Athletic. There it is. Uh, giving you the rundown of what they finished at last season, who they added, any people they lost, which, you know, Troy Brown Jr. doesn't really count as a loss, <laughs> who they retained, um, and uh, mentioning there at the bottom, Lonzo returning from injury. And then he also makes note of the arrival of Dragic, the, what he calls a sneaky good pickup sneaky with Andre sneaky. Drummond backing up Vooch, talking about the season DeMar had, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm a little bit surprised that the Bulls were this high on the list. And, Will, I think you were maybe talking with us yesterday about how there's some interesting perspective here when Bulls fans might think, God, we basically did nothing in the offseason. Worst offseason ever. Again. There they are smack dab in the very center of, the, of uh, David Aldridge's rankings. Yeah, it's kind of perfect. Like, I've been super critical of the offseason, and I think for good reason. But when you think about these things – not just in terms of like what your team did or didn't do, but in sort of the context of what the other teams around the league did, you do have to factor in that they didn't do anything that like actively made them much worse. They didn't completely swing and miss on their draft pick. They didn't like overpay on some middle of the road. Hey, yeah. <laughs> they didn't overpay like, you know, some terrible free agent. Uh, you know, they just, they didn't do much. And I don't know, I guess there's, there's some, uh, reason to think that, you know, just by not hurting yourself, you're kind of staying in the middle. And that's kind of where they're, where they're left is 15th out of 30. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But I also, I, first of all, I liked reading it because I was like, Oh, a positive take on the bulls off season. Thank you. That, that is refreshing to actually sit here and check out. Um, it was basically the things I was saying when they, when they got uh Drummond, who at the beginning, I was not a fan of, and I admit that I was not a fan of Andre Drummond uh, coming here just as a player. But, again, he answers a need, a big need for the Bulls. As he mentioned in that article, 29th in the NBA in rebounds. And one of Matt's favorite phrases, grab a freaking rebound, was uttered many, many a time when we were watching the games together. And many, many fans on Twitter, if you go up and down that timeline and see it, uh, they couldn't grab rebounds. It was terrible. Uh, Booch needs help with that. Drummond does that. He gets 20, re 20 rebounds in his sleep. Notice I didn't say 10. He gets 20 rebounds in his sleep. That dude can get rebounds, man. Everything else that goes with him is why I didn't want him. I already knew what he could do as far as rebounding, but the IQ and the mental of it is where I always fell off of Andre Drummond. Um, but it seems the things that I've read, he's gotten better at that, especially last year. I didn't hear much from him. The main thing I saw him do was throw up a peace sign when he was going in for a layup. That was the main thing I saw him do. Um, 
and he fit, and he looks inspired, like he wants to prove it. Because again, uh, Will, this is basically the last time he's gonna get that big old contract at that age he is. You know what I'm saying? And knowing what centers are valued at in the NBA nowadays, uh, this is probably his last go round at getting some big money. So I think he'll be playing for something coming off the bench for the Bulls this year. But yeah, I, I like the pickup of him, and I like Dragic as well. You know, getting getting solidifying that backcourt which we saw they sorely needed another point guard when Lonzo Ball went down and then Caruso went down. You know, you just had Ayo and the legend out there. So it was a struggle. So having Dragic out there will definitely solidify that bench as far as point guard is concerned and put certain guys in the place that they're most comfortable at, specifically Kobe White. Uh, well, he won't have to dribble and do other things like that. He can just run, shoot, and defend. And that's all they really need from him. I'd love if Kobe would defend, but... I do agree, you know, just just in terms of like the moves that they made, it's not, yeah, like those guys are fine in a vacuum, but when you think about it in the larger context of what the Bulls did and then what I think they needed to do, that's to me where, you know, I think 15th is on the generous side. And I was listening to Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue on the Dunked On podcast. Uh, Nate gave the Bulls, I believe, a... Let me see here. I wrote it down. C minus and Danny gave them a B. I think I lean more towards that. We'll probably have a longer discussion about just like the the overall Bulls offseason and grading that out. But it definitely is interesting to see sort of, sort of a more positive perspective on it because, you know, sometimes I just I suck the air out of the room with my negativity and Dave is the only one here to uh, to hold me up, prop me back yeah. up. I got you back, sir. Are you saying that I never am successful in cheering you up and giving you a positive spin on things? Well, (laughs) (laughs) you're positive positive about steak. I'll give you that. (laughs) Steak face. (laughs) At steak face. Uh, I mean, like the steak underscore face. Is that taken? Steak is that under- taken? Yeah. I'm going to look right now. Let's you guys keep up. talking. Let's see that up. We see if steak <laughs> underscore face. No, steak is face underscore bulls. It's a, it, there's no way that's taken. That's, that's yeah, way too no, long of a yeah, handle, that is though. way too long. Like, bulls steak face could be a thing. Like, that could be. I don't think that's taken either. That, that can't be taken. But steak underscore face. Yeah, that should be available, man. Hopefully it is. We'll see. We'll, we'll hit everything up because we're going to get Matt. His steak at face. steak underscore face is also taken. Oh my goodness! It's what is going on? Who are on these Twitter? people? Who what are about they? Steakhead. I don't know, but their name is Daniel Williamson, and they have over two thousand followers. <laughs> they are from Toronto. Shout out! And the last time they tweeted was twenty sixteen. Damn. Okay, so he's not even active on here. He's moved on. He became he I became a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Twitter um, will ever wipe the uh, the inactives from like ten years ago. I, they need to like I agree. any Twitter account that just hasn't tweeted in five years. Yeah, wipe that slate clean and reopen that that handle. Um, the interesting thing to me, guys, is that you know sometimes when you want a more national perspective of the Bulls, if you feel like you're just looking at the same team in the same situation over and over again, um, a fresh set of eyes is nice. David Aldridge basically is saying here what we have said all offseason long with these low-key offseason moves. A lot of what happens with the Bulls this upcoming season, do they take a step forward? Do they stay where they are? Do they take a step back? 
revolves around the health of its roster yeah. that won a lot of games last season when healthy. And the way that Aldridge phrases it here at the end of his little blurb is is kind of like scary to me. Uh, he talked about how, you know, DeRozan kind of got dragged down carrying such a heavy load with all, all those guys out. He said, for the Bulls to stay in the mix in the East, they need the rest of their cavalry to get out of triage. Yes. <laughs> and I, I read the word triage and I was like, oh God. He's not wrong, though. No, it's not. Just, body's dropping like flies. Yeah, man. Yeah, the injuries is definitely what set the Bulls back a lot last year, um, however you want to look at it. Uh, even when it would happen earlier in the year, we thought, oh, my God, <laughs> it's over now. Like, already, we got off to a 4-0 start. We got that we killed Zach Levine's four-game winning streak already, and now we're going to lose every single game from now on. Um, yeah, like, so they definitely need – health is the main thing because – when we talk about it, we we always talk about Lonzo Ball as number one. It has nothing to do with his game. It has everything to do with his health. We just want him to be healthy when he's out there, Will. So we know the Bulls team that we're looking at, and we can evaluate it much, much properly because you saw a tale of two – you know, you saw two different sides, man, and both were super weighed up and super weighed down. You know what I mean? There was no balance for the Bulls in the season. So you either were like, oh my God, this is the greatest team on earth because they were number one seed or, oh my God, this is the worst team I've ever seen because they were 8-15 and can't beat any teams that are in the playoffs. So I hope to find that balance this year. That's what I'm looking for. And I'm just sick of tired about talking about injuries. Like yeah, we've been doing this all year. We've been doing this since basically Derek Rose tore his ACL. It's oh. like they just can't have a healthy season. It was Derek, and then it was Derek again, and then it was general soreness, and then it was Jimmy, <laughs> and then it was D-Wade, and Rondo broke his thumb, and they would have beat the Celtics, yeah. and they just sucked for five. Like, I'm done talking about injuries. Can we just have a healthy season? Yeah, It is crazy to think about. I just had that thought. April of 2012, that first round, game one, when D-Rose tore his ACL the first yeah. time. That was 10-plus years ago Two now. years ago, man. And it feels like we have been just – slogging through a decade of key <laughs> Bulls players being out with injury. Yeah. I, 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 what the hell? I would like to just have, like, an offseason <sighs> and a training camp where everybody kind of comes out healthy. Because we haven't had a training camp where everybody comes out healthy, you know, in, in a minute. Like, I, I, dating back to when Lowry broke his elbow. Oh, know, my and, God. Uh, or dating back to when or, your boy Denzel went from, you know, a hurt foot to Derek, being out for the day. Derek broke his orbital bone. <laughs> yes. Bobby and Nico got into a fight. And yes. Like, I mean, and it was just, yeah, it's it was, something every year. Oh man, I forgot about that one. The friendly fire when Taj accidentally elbowed Derek in the face. Oh man, dude. and he like wore that face mask for the first two months of the season and was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going glass all the time because I have no depth perception." Dude, Car Carlos boos are tripping over luggage when he's coming down the stairs. You know what I mean? It was always something hanging is, over the. This booth, is why we man. can't so, have nice th nice so things. Yeah, we're looking forward to this season just being okay. And everybody just being healthy. So when we get to game one, I'm like, yay, we're a regular NBA team without all these injuries. And I know that the new front and office sent him packing, but I still feel like the more recent injuries are somehow Tanaka's fault. Tanaka! Even though, even though he's gone, I still want to blame him. Um, blame him. All right. So there's that. David Aldridge has the Bulls smack dab in the middle of his offseason moves rankings. Up next, we'll dive into what the Atlanta Hawks did this offseason. Talk about whether or not they did enough to eclipse the Bulls in those Eastern Conference standings. But first, Big Dave, mm -hmm. you want to tell the people about the athletics? 
And the, the greens? greens? Those greens, you got to have them. And I'm so glad the Thrillennium is here with me today because we can talk about those AG, the athletic greens. And, Will, you will love it over here because there is plenty of athletic greens on display, man. You got to get back and get you some of this free stuff. Or, actually, I'll put some to the side for you. Yeah, I'm put, gonna look put out. some to the side for me. I'm put some to the I'm, side for you. I'm I got static. you covered, sir. You see why? Because he wants those 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, those whole food source superfoods, those probiotics, and, oh, my God. The adaptogens. adaptogens. Oh, to help you start your day right. That special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy recovery, your focus, and your aging. And guess what? It don't really cost you nothing like that, y'all. Less than $3 a day. You can't even get gas for that. All right? It's cheaper than that cold brew habit. And it's cheaper to get in all those different supplements yourself. You're investing in their all-in-one nutritional insurance. Supports that mental clarity, your alertness. Oh, it's no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting amazing. But do not take the word of this man here. Take it from Will the Thrill in Brazil, who's always chill. Talk about it, Will. Tell him about the Athletic Green, sir. Athletic greens, you take a scoop, you dump it, and then tell me what you do, Dave. Scoop it, dump it, shake it. Drink it. Drink and it. And then you drink it, and then you feel it. And that's, that's what it. I do every morning. Put it in the shaker, drink it up. Mental clarity, digestive digestive help. Great way to start the day. I'm loving it. I'm all in. Dave. <laughs> I'm no. loving it. You think they sell athletic greens at McDonald's? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm gonna say those two are those two are uh, opposing forces. McDonald's is, is selling like salads, and sliced apples these days. When's the last time you've been to McDonald's? Uh, I think I pop. No, I, if I'm on a road trip, I always stop at a Wendy's instead of a Mickey D's. Really? Yeah, because okay. I like Wendy's chicken sandwiches better than McDonald's. I don't know why I'm acting shocked. I ain't had McDonald's in over ten years, so <laughs> I'm always shocked like this. But. To make it easy for y'all, man, these Athletic Greens, we're going to give you that one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs. Oh, and we're going to do it all for free. All these, it all comes with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com. Slash C-H-G-O Bulls. To take ownership over your health and pick up that ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's athletic greens with a thrill said it early you scoop it you dump it you shake it you drink it and what you do will you feel it oh yes yes <sighs> guys you know what uh you know what we got on deck tonight an nfl preseason double header shut your mouth yeah what yeah football's happening giants pats six o'clock Kickoff. Oh. Titans Ravens, 6.30. Kickoff. Oh. Football is back. Football's in your face. You know what that means. What that mean? Parlay Peck is back. Uh-oh. Today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet, that wonderful, wonderful app that you should download and use promo code CHGO mm-hmm. when signing up. If you do it right now, you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. You can put some money on the Pats to lose tonight because to hell with the Pats. <laughs> but that's not all. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Yep. Maybe this dope-ass Bulls one that I'm wearing today. Pretty damn dope. That's $2,000 of free bets, free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for just making a $50 or more first-time deposit at points bet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. See an edge in the game that you're watching? 
are the Giants stomping the Pats tonight at halftime, and you believe that they will continue to stomp the Pats in the second half. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with live. More live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs when the Pats get their butts whooped. (laughs) Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Boo Pats. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Will the thrill. Tell them what to do. You live your bet life. Love it. Ah, Giants Pats. That will always make me think of Eli Manning beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. twice. Two times. God, you. I love it. Two times on you. And Eli then he, might be on my Mount Rushmore of football just for that. That's amazing. And then he won seven. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to I, I wanted to show you this. I was inspired by Osvaldo Ochoa's uh, comment here, and I don't know okay. if we're going to have time to get to it. So that I just want to make sure. He needs to be in the rafters. All right. All right. What, are, are you? Oh, look at that. Dude. Delete that from one moment in time. Look at that. I love the makes it better. It's the 2020 to 2021. That's what makes it. Even it's better. not even 2020 Which is actually to 2021. It's just one season. Just one Sorry, season. 2021 to 2022. Right, yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. have the right year. It don't matter. Whatever it is, send it to me. I'm Whatever. putting that up. Okay. Send that to I'll me, I'll update sir. the he, years and send He it had right. about as big of an impact when he was on the Bulls roster in 21-22 as he did when he was not on the Bulls roster in 2021. You mean when they weren't going to the playoffs? Oh, okay. <laughs> you have, you have Okay. Pro- right, I'm just saying this. Is, right, don't, don't dispute facts is all I'm telling you. <laughs> you have a problem, sir. <laughs> Yeah, those four points per game were sorely missed. Sorely missed, Will. Greatest practice play of all time. That's straight from the thrill. He said this. He told me, greatest ever. All right? He's the one. What the hell are we doing? We're talking about the legend. What do we do? I hope he's still here. You know he's from... Go ahead, Will. It's August 11th, man. We're, <laughs> we're scraping the bottom. It feels every bit August 11th. I mean, he's from Illinois. I'm okay from, with it. He's from Decatur. So, you know, maybe he's hanging out, you know what I'm saying, around here or something like Decatur. that. Decatur? Yeah, Decatur where it's greater, baby. That's what they say. Uh, all right, guys, let's let's talk some Atlanta Hawks offseason. <laughs> they have had a very interesting offseason. Before we get to the big trade that they made and then the sub trade that they made, let's mm. talk about who they drafted. Uh, because it's a familiar name for Bulls fans. A.J. Griffin, mm-hmm. son of Adrian Griffin, Correct. which I did not know as I was watching the draft uh, unfold earlier this summer, that he is the son of Adrian Griffin. Went to Duke, was great at Duke. Mm-hmm. 16th overall pick, goes to Atlanta. There you see his measurements, 6'6", 222. He does have a 7-foot wingspan. He made the 21-22 ACC All-Freshman squad um, and... What this guy can bring to the Atlanta Hawks right away appears to be shooting. Yeah. Uh, One of the (laughs) best players in college basketball last season, especially in catch-and-shoot situations. Mm. He scored 1.36 points per catch-and-shoot jump shot, Mm. which was good for the 97th percentile of college basketball players last season. I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah, he's going to be nice. And I think he already has, like, an NBA body. You know what I'm saying? When I look at him and play. And six, six and a seven-foot wingsman? Yeah. That's and, an NBA just, body. And the way he's cut, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that dude's ready to play basketball in the NBA. Um, he And when I would look up his draft profile when that happened, and this made me think of Will immediately, the comparison that I saw was TJ Warren when they were comparing him to him, man. So I could kind of see that, you know, with him. Um, he, won't, he won't be asked to do as much, you know, obviously, as TJ Warren would be, but – 
Yeah, he can definitely score, but he struggles on defense, you know, as you expect most rookies to do. You know what I mean? He's, he's going to struggle there, and, like, off ball, he's not great on that either. But if they're just asking him to shoot, you know what I'm saying, and to grow and to learn and do those kind of things, I, I think he'll be serviceable, Will. I'm super high on him. I had him in my top 10 for sure on my big board, and I had him going top 10 in the draft as well in my mock. Uh, he's just, like, exactly what you want in today's NBA. He reminds me a lot of OG Ananobi in terms of the size and physical tools. And then, you know, truly had like one of the elite shooting seasons in college basketball last year. And really in the last several years, he is just an absolute sniper. Um, has dealt with a lot of injuries over the past couple of years. And that I think has held him back defensively and athletically. But he's somebody that I think projects to be able to create his own shot and defend at a really high level. And you're talking about 6'6", sharpshooter who can defend and has some creation upside. Like, Yes, please. So I'm a huge fan of him. I think he fits really well next to Trey. And, you know, I you, you bring him in right now and he can give you really elite shooting from day one. And then hopefully you're able to develop him and the other aspects of his game to where he can be more of a featured part of the offense and a stopper on defense. I think he's got a ton of potential and the ability to help on day one. I mean, those shooting numbers shot 49.3% from the field last season with Duke. 44.7% from downtown on just over four attempts per game. It's basically a 50-40 season. I mean, yeah. Free throw percentage? Uh, 79.2. Okay. So, you know, so he's, 50, 40, 80, as, as far as college players go, yeah. if, you're, if you're flirting with 80% at the stripe, that's yeah. great. It's good, yeah. That means you're not a liability at all when they give you the ball and they ask right. you to create. You know what I mean? You're not going to be that liability. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I think he'll be, like you said, Will, everything you said is, is dead on about him, man. So I'm interested to see. Uh, how he fits and how they're going to use him because having that size, he's able to play, you know, at least two positions, you know what I'm saying, playing the shooting guard or the small forward. And I know Will loves the small ball, so they might be able to cheat him, you know, if they want to at that four. It, it would be definitely be cheating because he only had no defense like that, but we'll see how they do it. <laughs> yeah, but he's the, he's the kind of player that, I mean, obviously he's not going to be playing five, but he's the kind of player that if you can load up on enough of these guys, it allows you to play small, which I think what you're, what you're getting at there, Dave. So, um, yeah, you just, you need big wing defenders, shot creator, shoot, shooter guys. And he's just that to a T he missed a couple of years due to injury. So I think that probably factored into his sort of lack of pop athletically also playing a lot alongside Boncaro didn't really get to handle the ball as much as he did in high school, but I really am high on this guy. I think he kind of flew under the radar and, and fell much uh, lower in the draft than I thought he would, but I think he could be a real steal for them. At, what was it, 16? Yeah, 16. Two spots ahead of the Bulls. Feels like that uh, Cam Reddish upgrade. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what he feels like. Right. Yeah, it was it was AJ and Tari right before the Bulls picked. That was, that was tough for me. <laughs> Which are two My players two that you would have loved to yes, fall in the Bulls' lap. because yes, would. would have been great. Mm -hmm. uh, but instead, I'll take he, uh, he helps beef up a Hawks team that uh, made some other pretty interesting moves. Before we move on from the draft, just a quick note, the Hawks did have a second rounder as well. Uh, they traded the rights to number 44, which was Ryan Rollins, to the Golden State Warriors for the rights to number 51 uh, in the second round, which ended up being Tyrese Martin, and they got some cash considerations for trading down to Golden State's 51. Got to shout out cash considerations whenever you can. Of course you do. That's your people's. That's your people's. Got to. Gar. It's, it's equity with ownership. 
Uh, all right, so real quick, did not do anything flashy in free agency because we know it was all about the trades for, this, for the Hawks this offseason, but they did sign two players to one-year deals. Aaron Holiday, your boy, the worst of the Holiday brothers <laughs> on a one-year deal worth just under $2 million, and Frank the Tank Kaminsky, one-year, $2.4 Now that is some mega free agent dealings. <laughs> it actually makes the Bulls free agency look like star-studded. Yeah, man, but like you said, they did every all that stuff during the trades. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just like, oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we still got roster spots. We got to fill out here. Uh, who's out there? Throw, throw the dartboard. Throw the dart. Yeah. All right, Frank Kaminsky, sure. what are you doing? All right, come on through. Uh, well, I'm only 27, but I'm icing my knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shout out, Frank. I'm not gonna dish you, Frank. Mm. You're from the hometown. Like I ain't gonna mess with you. I Home mean, state, I should say. College basketball legend. Yeah, he Frank is. the Tank Kaminsky. Yes. Huge White Sox fan. Um, yeah, shout out. All right, so let's get into the juicy stuff. Spurs, Hawks, just the uh, few days past the NBA draft, mm -hmm. DeJounte Murray goes to Atlanta along with some dude named Jack Landell, which I think is a, a creative player name. I don't know who the hell that is. I don't even remember that name being involved in this trade until I went back and revisited it this week. Will knows. The Spurs get first-round picks in 23, 25, and 27 a first round swap in 2026 and also for just a throw in Danilo Gallinari, who then of course the Spurs then waived right? and he, <laughs> and then he ended up going to Boston. I love but, it. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm eager to get y'all's takes on this because it is the, probably the biggest swing that was made yeah, in the off season. As far as trades go by any team, Pairing DeJounte Murray, first-time All-Star this past season, with Trey Young in that backcourt. What do you guys think about this move? I mean, it's a great move. Like, you you went and you got a proven All-Star in this league. You know, a guy that can play both sides of the basketball. And a guy who's going to play both the point guard and the shooting guard. Because when Trey Young goes out the game, they can easily just move him over to the point guard position, where you saw him thrive. He's a, Again, he's an All-Star at the point guard position. In a conference where the point guard was very, very deep. So, yeah, he stood out that way, man. He's, he was just an excellent player for the Spurs. So, if he can continue that here in Atlanta and then get involved with that running gun style I'm sure they're going to go with, yeah, they he could be really, really formidable for them. Yeah, I mean, he had really a breakout year in a season where, you know, DeMar left the Spurs and basically the Spurs gave the keys to DeJounte. You know, now going back to another team with a guy who's obviously better than he is, He's going to have to shift more to that secondary creator role. But to your point, Dave, they really need that. They basically have no one when Trey is off the court um, or when Trey is getting triple teamed in the playoffs. Like they have nobody that can create their own shot. So now having DeJounte there, who is not only a great creation guy, but also one of the elite perimeter defenders in the league, really a perfect fit next to Trey. I really love that. Um, but I think also should be po pointed out that like absolutely massive price to pay for a guy who, you know, is under contract for two more years. So basically they gave up, what were the years again, Joey? It was, I think, 23, 25, swap 23, 25, 27, and then a swap in 26. Yeah, so DeJounte is up after the 20, uh, what is it? After the 23, 24 season, so after next season. So in 25, they will owe their unprotected pick to the Spurs, and DeJounte could not be on the team anymore. In 26... They could give them a swap when DeJounte is not on the team anymore. And then 27, again, DeJounte could potentially not be on the team. So I think a lot of this 
um, sort of hangs in the balance of whether they bring him back and on what deal. But obviously, just from like an on-court standpoint, you really can't ask for a better fit next to Trey. Uh, you know, he's not like the best off the ball shooter and scorer in the league, but he is just pretty damn good and just an awesome fit culture and identity wise. He's also just having like the craziest villain summer. Have you guys seen what he's doing? Like in these pickup games, he's like, he's, he's going nuts. Weird. He's like throwing the ball off people's face like yeah. what, is, yep. what is going on that's Talking so shit I, think, I think the spurs had him under control and as soon as he went to atlanta he's like i'm mm -hmm. i'm wilding out now like mm -hmm. i'm out of pop's watch mm -hmm. this is the real me i'm throwing the ball off everyone's face look man that's a heck of a change to go from the river walk to magic city bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying that kind of brings a different thing out of somebody and and who knew this about dejounte murray you know what I mean? You didn't know that he had that kind of personality about him. Yeah, he seemed very he unassuming traded. as like a young yeah. player who was sort of getting closer to that star right, status right, in the league. Right. Never seemed like a big talker. Never seemed that way, man. The the main thing you started seeing bits of it in was when Zach Levine uh, was becoming a free agent and you saw him post up that picture of Zach Levine in the Spurs uniform. Yep. That was the most you had seen him do. Now he's, you know, throwing the ball at people like you said, Will, and you know, talking about people, mamas in their face, like he, he's getting it in. Um, yeah, Barton mean, in the comments saying DeJounte on the Hawks makes him better, but I think he meant to say, but I'm not intimidated. If the Raptors had pulled off this move for DeJounte Murray, I'd be more concerned about facing that. Um, yeah, I kind of hear you on that. Uh, look, so basically the way I see this is obviously adding a player like DeJounte should be a upgrade for Atlanta. Yeah. Is it a big enough upgrade that makes that trade package worth it? Three first-rounders and a first-round swap mm -hmm. is a lot yeah. for that player, especially, as you mentioned, Will, if he spends a couple years in Atlanta, he plays second fiddle to Trey Young, they don't get out of the first or maybe the second round of the playoffs, mm -hmm. and then he hits free agency and can pick anywhere he wants to go, mm -hmm. maybe it's not staying in Atlanta, and then you gave up a lot of your future for two years of slightly better but still not good enough Ooh. and i like and I, i'm not saying any of this to disrespect Dejounte murray because i think he is a very very good player i i've been in love with Dejounte murray since he came out of the draft yeah. i wanted him um but the price tag on that trade i man it, i don't know if i mean kudos to the hawks for taking a swing this big yeah if you're gonna do something do it yeah, and we we've sat here and we've legitimized the the Bulls giving up two you no know, you know two firsts and and Wendell for Vooch and I didn't care. And some days we feel better about that happening than than other days, depending on how Vooch shot. But I mean, I, it, it's a big swing. It's a big swing. If I were grading this trade only, we're going to get to our grades of the entire offseason. Yeah, a B for a swing, mm -hmm. not an A because of the cost. It, it also interests me that the Spurs were so willing to let him go. Yeah, just because of the Spurs organizations and how they treat those young guys, like just to be that willing to be like, yeah, it's okay, it, it, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, and and not get, you know, that thing back in return. Like when they, you know, did for uh, Kawhi Leonard, it was getting Demar Derozan. You know what I'm saying? Like you were getting an All Star in in return for that. Him, it was like, you know, we getting some first round picks, and you know, we just gonna start start our tankathon. You know what I'm saying? And go back and do it like that. Um, but it seems like they were okay. And I'm sure his contract, you know, like you mentioned, Will played into it as well, having those two years left because they might have known he might not have been long for San Antonio, might not wanted to stay. But it still 
kind of, you know, raised the flag for me when I found out, saw that they were just so willing to do that. Right. It's also yeah, what Will mentioned. Like, he's not, he's like a lock to at least hit unrestricted free agency because of how his extension works, where yeah. he's not eligible for a max extension. So he's going to become an unrestricted yeah. free agent. Yeah. I mean, it, I, if I had to bet, I would say the Hawks are probably still the favorite. It's obviously two years away. But like, I don't want to jump the gun on the grades, but none of you guys have them locked into a top three spot. And they just traded three unprotected first round picks going all the way up until 2027. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you've all said this, but it's just a lot of eggs to put in the DeJounte Murray basket. If you don't, it's hard. You're not even sure you're going to be a top five seed in the East. Yeah. And it's interesting too, when you put it into perspective of the Rudy Gobert trade, which obviously I think was, uh, it was four first rounders plus a swap, if I recall correctly. Um, but Rudy Gobert is a couple years older, but he's also like a significantly better player. Uh, I think the Spurs did really well on this trade in terms of selling high on a 25 year old all star that really had a breakout, realizing where they were as a franchise and kind of understanding that they didn't really have a path towards contention with their with their group. And now they're just collecting draft picks. They've got. I believe three picks next year, um, their own, uh, I think they have Charlotte and then they also will have, uh, the Hawks in 25, they'll have the bulls pick their own in the Hawks. And then in 27, the Hawks again, um, plus swap in 26, like they're just really loading up on picks, you know, they've got the player development and they're just retooling, reloading for the future and really going all in on Victor Wembanyama. He's the one. Yep. That's right. Uh, so just a quick clarification here on that first pick in 2023. Mm-hmm. It is the from Charlotte, from New York pick in 23, not their own. Okay. That they are trading. Okay. Uh, and that one does have protections on it. Okay. So 25 and 27 are theirs, along with the 26 swap. The 23 pick is the one that is via Charlotte from New York and has protections. All right. All right. Still a lot to give up. Man. Um, yeah, it's still it's still a buttload to give up. Uh, but the Hawks weren't done. No, but weren't. wait, there's more. <laughs> if you guys caught some of our shows while we were out in Vegas for Summer League, you may have remembered this as the, oh, big trade alert from our friend Will Gottlieb here. <laughs> go, go Bob! And this was like in the height of the Kevin Durant watch panic, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was, oh, the Kings got Kevin Herter from Atlanta. <laughs> Joey, do we have that uh, trade up as well? So... This one, a little simpler. The Kings get Kevin Herter. The Hawks get Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first from Sacramento. To me, veteran experience and a little defense, I think, is what uh, yeah. Atlanta is beefing their roster up with here yeah. and saw Kevin Herter as an expendable piece. And meanwhile, the Kong is going to Kongs. I don't know why they were so greatly coveting Kevin Herter. Uh, but the Hawks know, understand one thing, that if you're going to do this, you must have two holidays on the team. Exactly. You you cannot have just one. And Aaron can't be by himself. He's going to need another <laughs> holiday to, to activate all of the holiday that's going on. You must have at least two out of the three. It's like having the feeblest chipmunk. You got to yeah. have at least one of the other chipmunk brothers Correct, there to support man. him. Yes, you got to be there to support him. You know their goal is to all play together. You, you know that's got to be the goal. But <laughs> sorry, as far as that trade, I like Kevin Herter, though. I did. I like Kevin Herter. He was cool. You know what I mean? But... I thought that was a lot because the Kings, you know, it's just like here, <laughs> like here, take stuff from us. We don't care. I've always liked Mo Harkless. I've always liked, I liked him when he was with the Clippers. Like I've always liked his game. I think honestly, he's a good bench uh, piece for them. If he can be healthy. 
Um, but yeah, and Justin Holiday is, is is kind of proven so far in this league. You know what I mean? He he can hit those threes, man. So he can get hot from there, man. He he's a proven guy. Well, I think the idea for them was to recoup some of the draft equity that they gave up. So they got that pick back, and as we know, it's from the Kings, but um, it's only lottery protected in twenty four, and then it goes down to top twelve protected in twenty five, top ten protected in twenty six. So. I actually think there's a pretty good chance that that will convey just given the fact that the Kings haven't made the playoffs in like 20 years. Right. Uh, so there's probably a good chance that at some point they, uh, they pass that along. Um, for the Kings on that one, like they got a six, seven shooter to put, to put alongside Fox. Uh, they got Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes and DeMontis Sabonis. Like I actually think that's a lot of really good shooting and spacing around a pretty lethal pick and roll duo. So I don't hate it for them, but to your point, Matt, like they just needed to consolidate. They brought in Griffin. They've still got Jalen Johnson. Uh, they got a, a lot of young guys and a lot of bodies that they need to really figure out what they have. And so um, basically got off of a bunch of money that they had just signed Herder to the, the previous summer and picked up, you know, another spare draft pick that will, you know, potentially make it look a little bit better when uh, some of those are heading out to the Spurs year after year. And I mean, you got to give some props to Mo Harkless. I mean, that that, that dude. How could you be Mo Harkless? (laughs) Shout out, (laughs) Savon. We say that all the time. Anytime I hear the name or say the name Mo Harkless, I think of John singing that stupid parody of that Kanye song. Me and him used to sing that. Man, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. There that is. Two two significant trades for Atlanta. They go the trade route instead of the free agency route this offseason, trying to uh, add a little bit more help to the gang. And, of course, the gang being not only their star point guard, Trey Young, they've got Capella. They've still, after all of the talk and all of the dangling and all of the trade block, have John Collins still. Hunter, you got Bogdan Bogdan. You got Bogdan squared. Um, you got a Kong Wu. Like this is this is a good talented roster, yeah. and it just added some more talent and some more depth. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. They're and and no key team. losses. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know you lose Herder in the trade. You lose Gallinari in the trade. Yeah. Uh, and then there there is one question remaining, which is you know who is still unsigned and was an Atlanta Hawk last season? Lou Williams. Lou Will. Man. What's going on? What's up with Lou? What's up Will? with Lou? Why can't he get a job in here, man? You, he's proven. Like you give him a job. Is that giving him the Jamal Crawford treatment? That's what it kind of feels like, man. I don't like it. Go ahead, Will. I feel like I feel like the sun may be setting on his career. He's like, I think thirty six. He's just kind of been slowing down year after year. It's maybe that's all you know. Yeah, that's all he's gonna do. Get off, get off the bench and get buckets. But yeah, he's getting older. I mean, there's no way around that. Obviously, there's no way around that at all. But we'll see. Right, uh, our grades and our projections for Atlanta this upcoming season. Big Dave, give our friends at points bet one more shout out, would you? One more again. Talk about how the Pats are going to lose tonight. Oh, I got you. <laughs> oh, no, actually, yes and no. That's not where that's from, though. But I, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. If you enjoy CHGO, one way you can take it to help with this grow. That right. It's to download that points bet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up because not only are you going to get those two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars but if you make a fifty dollar more first time deposit you will receive that free chgo membership which unlocks all of that awesome web content and you'll even get a free t-shirt like this one right here bling, of bling. your choice from that chgo <laughs> and all the people here in illinois if you're in this beautiful beautiful state of illinois where it's a tad hot for my liking outside 
but I got my cool air conditioner sitting in front of me, so I'm not one to complain right now. You can download that PointsBet app and register your account from start to finish and do it all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life. When? When can you start living your bet life? Hmm, let me think about it. In seconds. Mm. So what are you waiting for? Because once that game starts, you don't just bet. Joey, what do you do? You live your bet life. Sound effect? No! We are back. We are back. We are back on it, man. I just got a serious craving to play the OG Nintendo. Mario on the OG Nintendo. Oh, my God. We going in. I think everybody, that just excited everyone. I just just went from six to midnight. Oh, my God. (laughs) Will, don't leave me with this person. (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounded satisfying. Why? Will, why? Come back, please. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Let's look at our grades and projections for the Hawks of Atlanta. Um, I gave them a B. Dave, you gave them a B as well. Will? A little bit of a tick up with an A minus. Wow. Okay, so we are all over the place. <laughs> yes, we are. With our projections. Uh, so, Dave, you were more specific. I just put play in, so yeah. 7 through 10. Yeah. You believe they'll be 6 through 8. Yeah. Basically, so, out of the, get, making out of the play in is what you believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't even believe the 6. And, uh, and, <laughs> and Will has them 4 through 6. Wow. Yeah. So, Will, you're a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer. I think they're going to be the sixth seed. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to be top four, but um, I think, you know, they basically just like collapsed last year after what was a really impressive run the year before. I think they've still got that in them. And then you bring in DeJounte. The reason why I didn't go higher is just because of the cost of that trade. I think that could look really bad on the back end. And like I said, it really depends on whether they are able to bring him back and if it works. So it will, it will be like a revisionist history thing, but I really like what they did. I do think it really changes their championship equity in terms of like giving them a real chance to contend uh, just because they've got this really young core that can all grow together and get better. And if they all strike at the same time, then you're talking about a team that could actually be, you know, top three or top four. So I really like what they did. Um, I think they really, they've made their backcourt, like basically they took a ton of pressure off of trade defensively and offensively. And, um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're super young athletic team that can shoot, that can score, that can defend now. I really just overall love what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't argue any of that because all of it is logical. It makes sense. Um, my thing with them is again, I look at everything as compared to the bulls and I'm still taking the bulls over them when I, when I look at them, I, because for this reason, their strength for me lies in their backcourt. And again, the bulls strength is in their backcourt defense. And looking at Trey Young and the hell he had to go through playing against Ayo and what he did to him, you bring in DeJounte Murray to kind of kind of get that off of him. But then I still got Lonzo Ball and I still got Alice Caruso for you to deal with right there. So that's that's still a lockup. The other thing is that I don't believe in that defense at all. DeJounte Murray, clearly their best defender, you know what I'm saying, now, right now. But then after that, I, there's nobody I'm really – like, you know what? You're a great defender, or I, or I fear your defense or anything like that. They still haven't answered that question for me. And without that, that feels like a, a play-in team. Now, they could be a 60. That's why I kind of said 6 to 8. They could be. But if I'm comparing that to the Bulls against them, I'm I'm, take, I'm taking the Bulls at that 6 seed over them. Yeah. 
I mean, like, the way I look at it, you know, some people might disagree. Demond disagrees with you, Dave, saying that the addition of Murray, he thinks, will be significant enough in helping their defense, allowing to hide Trey a little bit more. But I I am with you in that I still don't think that that alone makes the Hawks a better defensive team than they were last year. And they maybe should be better. I feel like they look better defensively on paper with some of these guys that they have. Capella and Collins and, and Hunter. But they're just not. You know what happened a lot last season? The Hawks scored 120 points and gave up 128. Like, I still see that as a fairly common outcome for Atlanta this season. The Bulls are healthy. They have just as much offensive firepower, I believe. Maybe maybe a tick less. But if healthy, the Bulls are a better defensive team than Atlanta. I, again, as someone who really likes DeJounte Murray, I am saying, before I believe it, Show me. Show me. And that's why I have them projected to still be a play-in team for this upcoming season. If they do end up sneaking into six, I won't be shocked. Right. But I don't believe it right now. Go ahead, Will. Yeah. I mean, the Hawks had, like, the second-best offense in the league last year. um, And they were pretty bad defensively, 26 in the league. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's kind of a big question mark. Like, is DeJounte making you now a top 15 defense? I don't know. But I think, like, they've got the right infrastructure with DeAndre Hunter and Collins and Capella and Okongwu. I think they can be a lot better defensively. But, I mean, they, they have, like, probably, you know, a top three offensive engine in the league, and they're going to be able to outscore most teams. So, and and then, like I said, I think they have enough internal room for development, probably, enough, like, more upside than like any of the teams in front of them, like the Celtics, I mean, they're already really good and they can get better. Um, the Heat, I don't think have like a ton of room for upside. The Bucks are kind of like who they are. Uh, who else? The 76ers are kind of who they are, maybe like a little bit better. The Raptors, I think can get better, but I think the the room for growth for the Hawks is probably as much, uh, if not more than anybody else in the East. And they already have, at 23 or 24 years old, one of the best offensive players in the league. And I think a pretty good system around him, even though it didn't really work out that way. Um, So I'm still very bullish on what they're able to do. They were also a much better defensive team the year before at 18th. So like I said, I think they just kind of like had this weird collapse last year after making the conference finals. I'm pretty high on what they can become. But it also, like the same as the Bulls, like it, it will require a lot to go right. And that's that's kind of the trap that you fall into with upside is it could go one of two ways. And, you know, the Bulls definitely have, I think, a better defensive unit, but they've also got a ton of questions. And I don't think they've got quite as much offensive firepower or room for internal growth. So that's why I have them above the Bulls. And then also, you guys know me, I'm aggressive. I want to like make big swings and like, you know, really improve your team. And they obviously did that. It's a hefty, hefty price to pay, but. I think it will certainly work out for them in at least the next two years while Murray is under contract. But but I would say also, but the difference I would say with the Bulls is I've seen them be that top 10 offense and that top 10 defense kind of top 10 or 15 offense, top 10 or 15 defense. Whereas the Hawks, I know that offense, like you said, is ridiculous. But does Murray raise you to the middle of the pack? If they get to the middle of the pack, like 15, 16, Ranked defense, yeah, and that's a whole other story because now we're talking super vicious uh, with them. So that's what I'm interested to see. I don't, I don't like their mental makeup either, uh, because I've never liked Collins' mental makeup. 
I thought it was a hothead like that. Seeing Murray in this offseason, I, I don't know now. Even though it's going to be fun watching them play the Knicks now, mm. now that Trey Young has Jontae mm. Murray and Collins with them, that's going to be a fun time. But that mental makeup, I'm I'm not super sold on either. So, yeah, they those are the questions I, I, I worry about with them, man. But, again, like, like Matt said, if they do end up in that, you know, four, five, six, I wouldn't be super shocked just because, how you said, well, just how, how talented they are on that offensive end. Colin and I want to give a quick, uh, I want to give a quick thing to uh, Okongwu because I think he, this is like, he missed a, a solid portion of last year. I think like almost the first half of the season with his injury uh, in his second year. But I think he's going to be like a really, really special player uh, as a facilitator and rim protector. He, he's going to be awesome. I think he'll sort of start to take over the reins from Capella. And I think that will also, you know, potentially yeah. improve their defense and their ceiling. Because Capella is like a solid defender in terms of rim protection, but. True. You know, I'm not sure how much more he has in, in terms of like, you know, keeping guards in front of him on the perimeter. I think Okongwu yeah. can really be good at that. Another team that gets injured as well. Right. They um, that a lot too. Yeah, I, I, I loved Okongwu coming out of his draft class, like loaded with potential. Great, certainly NBA body. He played 50 games his rookie year, 48 games last year. Mm. So... Uh, his health will obviously be key for them. Um, in the comments, Colin said he's siding with Will on this one. I know it was lucky, but the Hawks did go to the Eastern Conference Finals without they did. DeJounte, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, you you just made my cat an argument for me. It was lucky as hell. They drew a very friendly first-round matchup with Tibbs' Knicks, who fought like hell all regular season to then be exhausted and beat up for their playoff series. And then in round two, they benefited from... Another Doc Rivers choke job, choke and me. they needed seven games, yeah. and they should have lost that series to Philly. But hey, thanks Ben Simmons for being soft as Charmin and a giant choke artist. I mean, did they really make the conference finals? They did. <laughs> it's not. It's not in quotes. They literally did. Oh, it's. I, I have it in quotes. <laughs> I have it in quotes. Like, absolute, absolute sham of a conference finals <laughs> appearance for Atlanta two years ago. What no, a joke! I, I give them that credit for getting there, man. Like you got to give guys credit for for doing it. Because if it was our team, I would be over the moon right now. So yeah, I would love to trip and fall. I don't have to Easter give credit to finals. anybody I want to. That's Dave. fine. I'll do it then. <laughs> Let me do that here on my side while I knock on this wood and okay, save that fine. one over there. Yes. I give them that credit right there, man. Because yeah, again, Trey Young is a great point guard. All right, he is great. This dude is almost averaging thirty a game with like eleven assists. Like he is great at playing that point guard position, man. So yeah, you give them. I give them that kind of credit. And even though the mental makeup, I struggle with John Collins is still a twenty and ten dude. He can still do that for you, man. And DeAndre Hunter is the one, the question mark, because he's never reached that full potential mm. that you know has been given towards him. So that's gonna be interesting. We'll see if Clint Capella can stay. Uh, healthy mm -hmm. enough to be out there. But Okongwu, as you said, is the one who's being primed for that takeover right there. And, of course, like we talked about earlier, you got DeJounte Murray now, man. It's a nice thing to lean on right there, Will. Yeah, their their whole core is like 25 or younger with Collins, Hunter, Capella uh, – sorry, not Capella, Okongwu, uh, Trey, and now DeJounte. Like, they, yeah. they just have so much room for growth. I really – they're just so dynamic. Um, I don't know if they have the mental makeup. I'm not sure if, if they're there yet, but, like – you know, whether or not you qualify their conference finals appearance as legit, like that's a really good experience for a young group to get to that point. And yeah, I, it, progress is not always linear. They they will 
you know, stumble back a little bit. And I think they're going to they're going to be right there again this upcoming season. Well, and now they got the Wiley vet slash Bulls legend, Justin Holiday, to kind of, you know, help them with that tough mental makeup. Do you bit. like Justin Holiday? <laughs> no. no. OK, I was wondering because your face was changing the whole time I was talking to him. And I was like, wait, does he not like Justin Holiday? What's Justin Holiday? Do, do you? I don't hate him. He just like, makes me think of that window of time when being a Bulls fan made me want to jump off a goddamn bridge. Yeah, but you still kind of want to do that. <laughs> so not, I don't not, not, not all the time. Not all not, the time. I'm, not in, a okay. per, I'm right. not in a perpetual mood of threatening to jump off a bridge. Okay, so When Justin okay. Holiday was wearing a Bulls jersey, I was. That's fair. That's fair. And it wasn't all on Justin Holiday. It's just like when I hear right. that name, I'm like, oh, you dear flash God. flashback. Yes. And, and Hashtag leadership committee. You're right, because I had to try to save him many a day from jumping off that bridge. This is true. There's so That's many happening. bridges in Chicago, so you guys. Many bridges. So many bridges, man. Why do you have so many bridges? <laughs> Stop that. Matt Peck likes to jump off of them. Uh, so, look, there it is. This is, I think, the first team we've discussed in these in this series of Eastern Conference offseason evals that is a team maybe also kind of with Toronto we talked about yesterday that's going to be fighting with the Bulls for the, yeah. the back end of avoiding the play-in be fighting playoff sure. spots. Sure. Um, and, yeah, they will be different, and it'll be interesting to see what Atlanta looks like coming out of the gate this season with these new pieces. I just can't wait to see them play the Knicks. I'm so serious Ooh, about it's going to be good. In the garden, man. And they already hate Trey Young, and DeJounte is going to make them hate them even more. Yep. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Uh, Colin saying he thinks we'll get exponentially more scared of their core. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, that's our Thursday show. We got one more. We're calling an audible. Tomorrow was going to be a Bulls HQ with Will and Mark. Omaha. Mark is busy doing Omaha. other stuff tomorrow. <laughs> so we're calling a Peyton Omaha audible. So the three of us will be uh, live again tomorrow. You're going to get a bonus YouTube episode this week. You're going to get you. five instead of four on YouTube. We'll be remote, but we will be live. Chicago, 3 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have some fun Friday. Michelle, it should y'all. be a good time. So until then, follow Will on Twitter at Won't Gottlieb. Read the piece that he just dropped on allchgo.com about the Vooch extension stuff that we were talking about earlier this week. Great read. Go read it. He's Bow, BWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck slash Peck Steak Face, maybe. We'll see. Steak face! <laughs> we are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and appreciation to our pal and our producer, Joey, running Joey. the controls for Joey and Dave and Will. I'm Peck. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation. See you, Red Be Good. <laughs> <laughs>